Welcome to Curry 1000 Project, the podcast for women seeking the courage to take the next steps in life. My name is Nellie the Story Collector, and I'm on a mission to normalize the emotional cycles all women experience, so we can end the patterns of shame and guilt that are leaving us stuck, held back, and disempowered from making the next chapter of our lives magical. Welcome to another episode here at the Courage 1000 Project, and today we have an amazing guest, Kimberly Love. Now, Kimberly Love is the CEO of Viking Queens, which you should really check out. She's also uh, has her own radio show and is an author. Now, she is a survivor of abuse and she works to build strong women who want to live out their dreams. And today we're going to be talking about her story of overcoming self-sabotage, which I know is something a lot of us are dealing with. So let's bring her up. Hello, Kimberly, and welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. Now, what part of the world are you coming to us from? Florida. Oh, awesome. What time of day is it for you then? Uh, it's about uh, 7 p.m. Oh, awesome. We're like opposite ends then. We're yeah. <laughs> I love that we can do this in this way, that we can connect all over the world oh, through absolutely. something as simple as a podcast. <laughs> absolutely. That's what I mean. Like I've said it a million times about how great it is that you can literally talk to anybody all over the world and it's just, you know. Yeah plug in and and you're on so it's awesome yeah. oh, i love it i love it now we were going to talk about overcoming self-sabotage so i would love to know where does your story of self-sabotage begin uh probably starts beginning when i was a child because i went through uh psychological trauma with a family member and it lasted almost throughout my entire childhood so by the time i went into adulthood I was pretty broken. I was a pretty broken person. So I got into a domestic abusive relationship at that point. And it was with a, a narcissist who completely wrecked me, just wrecked me. And the day that I decided that I was going to leave that relationship was when he told me the world would be a better place if you committed suicide. So, Whoa. right? Yeah. And that was my boyfriend. You know, you don't get you don't get much worse than that. So for oh. me, I left that day. I was just like, you know what? Like life's too short for this. Like life is too short. I'd rather um, be single for the rest of my life than than the this is the man that's supposed to love me. Like it was just madness. So yeah. it took a it took a long time to heal from that experience. And I was single for four years after because I knew yeah. I, I was never, ever going to get into that situation again. So mm. for me, I needed to do, I needed to heal. I needed to make sure I was okay so that I wouldn't make that decision again. And when yeah. I did start branching out into the dating world or even, you know, trying new things, I, you know, I, I always want to write a book and, and publish it and that sort of thing. But every time I would try to go out and do something risky, I would sabotage it in one way or the other like I would date a great guy and freak out and then ruin the relationship and you know and it all came down to the I realized it was because I didn't feel worthy of anything good you yeah. know I had been beaten down so much in my life that when I actually thought about being with a good man or having the career that I love or or having amazing things come my way I was just like nah you know I'm I'm not, that's not for me. You know, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so I'd always find a way, like I had some amazing opportunities land on my doorstep and I'd be like, no, 
they don't know who I really am. I'm not going to be able to do that. And, and I would lose it. And it yeah. all came down to fear. And I think that's probably something that a, po a lot of people relate to is the idea that fear can literally paralyze you to the point where you don't do anything with yourself, right? And it can be so subtle sometimes. We're not even aware that it's fear that's driving our actions. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. when I started dating again and I met, you know, one of the one of the guys that I dated in my past, I remember thinking like, you know, he's just going to end up being the, that same guy. You know, he's acting nice now. You know, he's really good now. But later on, it's going to be different. And I remember walking away from him and he was so confused. He was just like, I don't understand why we're breaking up. And I'm like, well, I don't I just don't think that we're good together and all this bullshit. And I remember meeting up with him years later and he was just like, you know, I thought we had a great thing and I never really understood why you left. And I just, and I said to him, I'm like, I was scared. I was genuinely scared of having something good because I was so, I'm used to bad, right? And, and the yeah. idea of having something good made me physically uncomfortable that I wasn't sure. It was the unknown of what is that actually like? Like when you're in an abusive relationship, you know, you get used to it. You get used to the bad days. You you get used to how he reacts and when you should come home and when you shouldn't come home. And the idea of being in something good was so uncomfortable to me that I just would rather not do it. And that's a yeah. scary thing that you could actually feel that way about a good, healthy relationship. Yeah. So what happened when you found the courage to move forward from that then? Because obviously this is a cycle you can get stuck in pretty much your whole yeah. life. Oh yeah. Unless you have that courage to move forward. Yeah, I mean I and I talked to it especially through Viking Queens. Like I've met a lot of women who have been in my situation and and they're so it's so relatable the story of of abuse. Like there's a million women that have experienced the same thing and they always say I would get out of one relationship and get right back into another one and she and they would say like I don't know how to break the cycle, right? And that's the key is breaking the cycle of what you're used to and what makes you comfortable. And when it comes to fear, I decided one day that it didn't matter if I was scared, I was going to do it anyways. And that was the smallest step I could take to try to change my life was just say, you know what, what's the worst that could happen? You know, what if I jump and go after that career and it doesn't work out? So what? right? Like, so what? We'll try something else. Or, or what if I go out on a date and it's a crappy date? Like, so what? Like, what's the worst that could possibly happen? And for me, I read this book and oh, I wish I could remember the title, but I think it was a year of yes. And it was, the idea was you're, you're going to say yes to all the opportunities coming away, no matter how terrifying they are. Even if you think you can't do them, you're just going to say yes anyways. And to me, it was a great first step to changing my life because I thought like, okay, we're going to do this. And you get to do all the things that you dream about, you know, even if it's like, well, I went out for that interview, right? Like it's, it's small steps. It's big steps. It's basically a, a blueprint to living the best life that you could. And to me, that's where I started. And it's so basic, but it, it's great for someone who's scared because yeah. it's hard. And that's the thing, the, the easiest step forward is usually the most basic and then we sabotage that because we go, well, it has to be more complicated than that. It's like, well, it doesn't. 
right? And so the self-sabotage is so heartbreaking yeah. because really you're you're only hurting yourself. Right. Yeah. You're, you have these wonderful opportunities that come your way and you're only hurting yourself by walking away from them or telling yourself you're not good enough. And and nothing is more beautiful than experience a woman who steps outside of that and says, you know what, I am good enough. I can do this and I am going to have everything that I want. And it's a beautiful thing to experience women finally realizing that they can do all the things that they didn't think they can. I love that. That's such a beautiful message to people as well, that on the yes. other side of this self-sabotage is your self-worth. Yes. So oh, it's, it's worth moving through it. Yeah, as scary as it is. And I, I think it was Will Smith that said, like, on the other side of fear is everything that you could ever want, right? So, like, you just have to take that leap. You know, yeah. faith is a strong and powerful thing. If you just believe in yourself, if you believe that you deserve these things, then they're going to come true. I love it. I love it. Now, part of the mission of the Courage 1000 project is normalizing the emotional cycles we go through during these processes where we have to find our courage. So I'd love to know, have you recognized an emotional cycle for yourself that you use to move yourself through this fear? Um, I think you mean like something that I do to get past it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. me, Something I mean, like I've been a writer my whole life. I've been a writer my whole life. So one thing that I've learned since I was a child is journaling. And when I get scared, when I think like, can I actually do this? I will put my thoughts onto paper and, and I do it every single morning, even if it's like a good day or a bad day, I'll sit down and I'll work out the way that I feel, especially if it's a bad day, I'll work it all out. Why do I feel this way? Why do I think yeah. I can't do this? And I'll put it on paper. And when you actually start reading your own words and how what you're actually expressing, it almost is comical of like, how could I possibly think that about myself? Like, this is ridiculous. And to me, journaling's always been powerful. I've done it since I was a kid. I have like years of journals. And I mean, I was, every time I go to a bookstore, I'm buying a new journal. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, that's how I work stuff out. And if you... You know, if you've never done it before and that's a scary thing to you, all you have to do is set a timer for three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you think that you can do, set a timer and just start putting your thoughts on paper. And it does get easier the more you do it, the more you practice, just like anything. So yeah. even if you're like, oh, I can't write for 10 minutes, start with one minute, you know, you know, yeah. and build and up from there. One sentence, and then next yeah. thing you've done 10 pages and you're like, oh, okay, I kind of got lost in that. Right? Yeah, and I mean, yeah. some of my journals turn into books. So, I mean, you never know what your thoughts turn into. And to me, writing is powerful. You know, it's how yeah. I get my thoughts out. So that's what I do to kind of anytime I'm I'm feeling not quite right or, or I'm doubting myself, I'll put my thoughts on paper. And once you see it, it becomes real to what your brain is actually doing to you. You know, negative thoughts are powerful. And if you can switch that around, what I do is the moment I have a negative thought, I put it on paper and then I write the positive. I transfer that thought to a, the positive side. And when you start writing out, like you're like, yeah, I'm badass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm doing other things. <laughs> no. I can do anything, you know? So yeah, that's what I do. 
I like it. I like it. So I've addressed that there's five key steps we've gone through and you've touched on three of them already. That Ooh. once you've seen the fear, you've got to address it, yes. which is what you're doing through your journaling. And then by the time you've journaled, you've forgiven yourself for having that fear because you're like, oh, this is yeah. bullshit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you step into that place of self-reliance and strength and you're like, you know what? I'm capable. I can yeah. do this. So I'd love to know, do you then step into the fourth phase where then you start envisioning the future, where you start seeing the possibilities? Yeah. The fourth phase, the fourth phase is definitely beautiful, isn't it? And I mean, yeah. I like what you said there about forgiveness, because I think that we need to give, we need to be more graceful to ourselves just on a day-to-day -day basis where you have to, you know, we make mistakes. And I think as women, we have a bad habit of beating ourselves up about the stuff that we do, right? And I think that if we can forgive ourselves, it makes life a whole lot easier for everybody. But yeah, moving on to that step of opening your eyes to the possibilities that are within you, yeah. Yeah, that's it's a big one because then from there you can actually take the steps to make that future right. real. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I'm a Part of my journaling in the morning is goal setting. And it doesn't matter if it's my goals for the week or five years from now. I'm always putting down on paper what I want for my life and how I'm going to get it, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. You're stamping your intention on the universe and going, yes. this is going to happen, so yes. make it happen with me. And you know it's important, right, to set that intention, to be like, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to get it, and that it, yeah. that's a powerful thing to do. Yeah, and I find that is the step that a lot of women miss, that we yes. say we want this, but then we don't take the action to bring it in. So the universe can't help us. There's no energy in the world that can help us if we're not helping ourselves in the process. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that, that's what I mean. I mean, I've talked to women who have been like, well, I've read this book and I've read it. I'm doing all the things. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, well, have you actually said what you want? You know, because yeah. the universe is listening. The universe yeah. is always listening. But if you never put it out there that this is what I want and these are the steps I'm going to take to get what I want, then it's just yeah. you're, you know, you're going around in circles almost. Yeah. And that in itself is a form of self-sabotage because you haven't expressed yeah. yourself. <laughs> the universe really does make it easy on you. All you really do is have to ask and believe that it's coming your way. Exactly. Yep. Okay, now final question for you, which is I love this question because everybody goes, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> if you could go back in time and face yourself before all the self-sabotage began, what would you say to yourself? I would probably say you are already enough. Mm, I love it. And I love that your answers are always so short and sweet. <laughs> Even your intro was so short and sweet. I love it. <laughs> no, and it's true. It just it really is, you know, I think especially when we're young and insecure, like my 20s was a nightmare because I didn't know who I was or what I was doing with my life. And I think during that time, you're like, you don't know what to do. And I think that if we just realize right from birth, that, you know, yes, we're born imperfect and all that stuff, but we're yeah. also born already enough. Like we don't have to go out there and prove to people that we're okay or, or that we're good enough. We're already there. So I think if young people, especially young girls, if they realize like stop trying to go out there and prove yourself to boys and to other people, like be yourself and just enjoy life most importantly. Yeah. yeah. 
It's about not holding yourself up to other people's expectations yeah. and holding yeah, yourself up to your own. I think that was the best part of being in my 40s is that I don't care anymore. <laughs> you really do, as you age, lose the ability to care about what people think about you. And I think that's yeah. the most fearless thing that you can do. Yeah. I call that our wild woman stage where we're yeah, like, yeah, like this is who I am and if you don't like it, go somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't have to prove myself anymore. You know, I'm here and I've done fabulous for myself. So, you know, like um, stop caring about what people think. So what have you created after going through all this? We haven't really touched on it because I love your concept of Viking queen. So I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit. Well, when I got out of my struggle and I healed, I wrote my memoir and it was called You Taste Like Whiskey and Sunshine. And it basically went through my struggles with abuse and how I overcame it. And that turned into my radio show, Crushing 40. And there I empower women. I have guests on. We, we go through various issues that women go through and we're basically trying to help women heal. And that yeah. got turned into Viking Queens. So Viking Queens is a membership site, and it has a mess of relationship experts, law of attraction coaches, you know, career coaches, just basically any coach that you could ever want in your life. They're there, and they're sitting there waiting for you just to go into the platform and just whatever problem you're you're struggling with or if you need healing from an abusive relationship or if you're just looking how do i get into a healthy relationship how do i go after my career how do i learn about law of attraction everybody is on there waiting for you and because there's members on there you have the same support system of people going through exactly the same thing that you are going through so the site is all about building strong women so anything that you can imagine is on this site. There's products on the site. There's books. There's courses. And it's all free within, like, a membership fee monthly. And, yeah, it's amazing. And the women that go in there, they're so welcoming to you because they know what you're going through. Yeah. And they, they're experiencing it all at the same time as you. So you build that community within this platform so that you can take these people and build a friendship for the rest of your life. And, yeah. That, that's what I want. That's If I can help one woman never go through the horrors that I've gone through, then my life is complete. Like, that's all I want, you know, is to I help her. I love it. I love it. It's such a good concept. And I just love the name Viking Queens. I think it resonates <laughs> with so much strength to it. Yes. Yes. That's what I mean. That's the goal. We're building strong women, whatever that yep. means for you. I love it. I love it. Um, so if anybody would like to get in contact with Kimberly, you will find her information below the video if you're watching on social media or in the description if you're listening to this on the podcast version. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Kimberly. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. You're most welcome. <laughs> Now, join us again next week as we continue on this mission of collecting stories of courage so you can find the inspiration you need to take those next steps in your life. If you'd like to join me on my mission to normalize the emotional and intuitive cycles the women go through, join my free community at nellies.com.au.